Hi all, it's Carter Umhow here. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to jump in now in late May and let you guys know that we recorded this episode way, way, way back in early March before the world around us had drastically changed so much and the pandemic had really shifted our way of understanding both our worlds and our relationship to work. This is an episode that as you probably already know, it's going to be a lot about the personal experiences of Opal's co-founders as they navigated the privilege and excitement of sabbatical. So we want to offer the episode anyway, even though some of the questions that as a people and as individuals we're asking about work are probably pretty different right now. However, we do think that this could be both entertaining at least. And if not, could also just inspire sort of new ways of thinking about some of the identity questions that come up when your entire work life has shifted. So without further ado, we'll take you back to another time. Hello and welcome to The Appetite, a podcast brought to you by Opal Food and Body Wisdom, an eating disorder treatment center in Seattle, Washington. I'm your host, Carter Umhow, a therapist, artist, and writer. The Appetite is all about issues of food, body, sport, and mental health. And today I'm sitting down with Opal's co-founders, Kara Bazzi, Lexi Giblin, and Julie Church, and we're going to be discussing a pretty cool thing that all three of them got the opportunity to do individually over the last, what, six months, which was a kind of mini sabbatical or long extended break from work. So we're going to be talking a bit about that in conversation today, why this came about, how it went, and what some of the reflections and takeaways have been as they've all now returned to work. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so, Julie, you you are three days in, two and a half days in to <laughs> fresh off of sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And then, Kara and Lexi, how long have you guys been back to work since yours? I took time off in um, July. Okay. The whole month of July. And okay. I took August off. Okay. So we're a little bit more removed from it. Right. And we're, we're recording this episode at the beginning of March. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, good ways out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were talking before we started recording about the use of the word sabbatical. And you guys have been using that word kind of throughout this time. But we're just offering some nuance around why that's probably not the best word. Can you guys <laughs> explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I think we've been using the word sabbatical because there's the the time off was wasn't just time off, I guess, to us. I mean, it was more about learning about ourselves and what's happening for us, kind of a time of reflection that we would then take back to Opal and bring more clarity about ourselves and and care about what's going on for us as we return. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just time a vacation; it was more a vacation plus introspection Mm -hmm. i'd say Mm. yeah learning opportunity with really intense novelty Novelty. a a novel learning opportunity (laughs) (laughs) the word sabbatical is typically used i've thought about it as i think about like priests and professors going on sabbaticals i'm sure (laughs) other people do but for some reason that's what i have in my mind and it would typically be something that's what like three months three months three to six something like that Mm -hmm. with focused study focused rest mm-hmm. focused adventure mm-hmm. i think like i think of it too as like a time away from active leadership okay 
when I think of yeah pastors and professors and for us too, like being removed from active leadership in the day to day to be with ourselves. So how did this idea come about? Was it something that had been in the works for a long time? Didn't didn't it start with me saying I want to do? <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is Kara. <laughs> I think <Yes>. I <laughs> I think there was just a recognition of being almost eight years in of this time, and really for me, I think feeling the need for a, a, a period of removal, and I don't know exactly what all the factors were going into expressing that idea. But I ex- remember expressing the idea to the two of them and and then saying, what if we all did this? And are we at a time in our business that where we feel readiness to be have one of us be away? And can the other two kind of support the, the one person being gone um, in the leadership? Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember anything yeah, I just, more? I remember I wasn't feeling well. I was feeling not physically well um, and so was motivated by that. Mm-hmm. And I had been resistant to the idea for years, I really? guess. That's... Why is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, getting into it. <laughs> There's really? context here, right? I mean, it's taken. It took us a long time to get to Tell this me, time. <laughs> I, I really, you know, when Opal uh, was young, younger, it just felt like we we had to keep our keep ourselves there every day. We had to stay on task, on point, and go, 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 go. <laughs> Engage and and be completely present there in order to keep it. It felt like, it felt like an infant, like mm-hmm. that kind of monitoring. And I felt like it was hard to think of being away in, for any, like an extended period of time. And I felt like one of us needed to be there mm-hmm. at all times. And then... You know, our infant has grown up into a adolescent or something. Or young adult. <laughs> young adult. Young adult-ish. And like dog years? Because this is I know, totally. Totally. So. It's dog years. It's older than an Business years. <laughs> so I don't know. Other business leaders out there, let's talk about it, right? Uh, I'd be yeah, I'm sure people feel that way. Yeah. Yep. So so we, we I, was, I was pretty concerned and anxious, I think probably more anxious about letting go letting the entity be free of us you know over over time i think i know that my stress level was concerning to me and probably others <laughs> wink wink <laughs> okay so that's a and, clear yes um, and so stress impacts our health and yeah. so right and so then there's also this you know, thing we do at Opal, which is eating disorder treatment, which is this thing, <laughs> which is all about slowing down. Yeah, and taking care of yourself. Right. It's all about mm-hmm. like learning to just tune into your body, tune into yourself, tune into who you are, tune into the world, turn into others. Yet, it's something that I very much struggle with doing. I, I struggle with the same you know, the same productivity push and to-do list push that our clients do. And I knew that maybe how we would change, I like how Julie, Kara, and I would change if I was able to find a way to slow down personally, what impact would that have on the organization as a whole? And it was quite brilliant with Lexi being the first one to do it. <laughs> I think that that is that was meaningful because of the resistance that Lexi had. 
<laughs> and so for her to go first was, mm-hmm. I think, really significant. And because it like because I, the I mean, resistance I was that I think that her having the experience have the felt experience first of being the one that was let removing herself from. I the think that, that you all were probably waiting for me to give <laughs> give the the permission to like let's do this let's all take a break mm-hmm. and like my being the first one was yeah. symbolic of my being on board yeah the readiness with this yeah mm-hmm. totally the problem is I just don't tend to love time off I love my work and so it's that was the part that was that was hard is like I don't I enjoy what I do mm-hmm. and it feels like a little vacation in some ways to come to work every day because I love mm. my work and I love being around the people that we work with and everything. But now I'm post sabbatical. I'm more pro time off. Okay. So what shifted? <laughs> Tell us about your sabbatical. Lexi. <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Oh, and I have a good quote from Lexi uh, after week one of her sabbatical. Oh, oh gosh. Way. Oh, geez. What did I say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I went on I went on my sabbatical not feeling well, and I haven't been feeling well for years. And I, I really had been attributing that not feeling well to stress and aging. And then over the sabbatical, I slept a mother load. <laughs> I rested like nobody's business. You know, art of known productivity was the name of the game and just following my whimsy every day was just what I was what I was about. And came out of the sabbatical still not feeling well and was then able to say, you know, wait a second. Maybe there's something more happening for me than just stress and aging. And so then got more focused on my health and looking into my health and what was happening there and found out that I've actually been dealing with health problems for probably since the inception of Opal. So seven, eight years and not knowing it, like not, not fully knowing it. Like I, I, I knew I wasn't feeling well, but just thought this is stress. Wow. And this is raising a daughter. This is raising, you know, this is life. Mm-hmm. And this is what it feels like to be in my 40s. And, you know, th- I don't know. I didn't understand. So I think that this sabbatical helped me tease apart what was stress and what was actually potentially a health a health condition or conditions. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you we're laughing, but that's yeah, not it's horrible. No, it's, yeah. not it's, not it's not good. It's not, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. So I guess it provided clarity. And you yeah. can't, you you know, it's really hard to tease all of that apart, right? Mm-hmm. So it like rest and just a week wasn't going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It, you need to have like this sustained like experience of not having, being on for, for a while, really mm-hmm. um, unplugging. So I think it's been, I think it'll, I'll always look back on it as like the time when I, when things shifted for me and I became more concerned about my health and I started getting more treatment for what was actually happening. And so without sabbatical, where would I be? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably wouldn't know what I understand now about myself and about my health. And of course, I just, you know, that's important to me personally and certainly my family and my loved ones. And it's, I think it's important to Opal too mm-hmm. that I'm tended to. Yes, yes absolutely. Definitely. Yes. Very important. Yeah. I think that it's just so, so important and so striking for 
for anyone that's listening, as most people won't have the privilege of going on a sabbatical, to know that there's more to be attuned to in any experience that's happening in the body. Like that there can be good questions to ask. And we it's normal in our culture, unfortunately, to be stressed and to accept that as having big impact on our bodies and our mental health and for that to be okay. But I feel like your story with getting to have the time, getting to have the experience of really paying attention can be a bit of a lesson for anyone to go like, oh, should I be assuming that like feeling this bad is normal, whatever this bad is for any particular person? And if it is just stress related, that still matters, right? Like it still matters to pay attention and and try to make some small changes if it's possible to not feel so horrible Mm -hmm. because those things can, can translate into something like more biological. Right, right, right. right. So the stress, I'm sure, made me more vulnerable to having health problems. So that's not that they're separate, but it wasn't just stress that I was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Can I add something else that you said? Yeah, what was this quote? (laughs) I don't don't have the perfect quote, but basically, I think the other thing that was striking to me as Lexi's friend was she had talked about, you know, being the the challenge of taking the break to like just kind of psychologically of just not enjoying historically not enjoying time away or not enjoying vacation and for her I remember a week in hearing from her and just being like this is so different I'm having such a different experience and actually enjoying like having this experience with myself and to then be able to say like I now I'm I'm having a, sh- a a new experience that I can take with me forward that I can enjoy rest mm-hmm. that I can enjoy being away that I can enjoy something outside of kind of the day to day work, mm-hmm. and I remember that being like whoa <laughs> yeah that's so cool and it, it, I do think that's that is um a big part of what the the time off gave me is I think I've I've lived a, in fear of stillness. Yes, yes, um, that's what I remember you saying. Yeah. yeah that that this... would have been the quote. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the quote. She has the quote. Um, yeah, just, yeah, my, just work, the productivity, like, you know, keeping your eye on the prize, like, boom, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. We got it. There was anxiety about the absence of what, what, what life would look like in the absence of a to do list mm-hmm. and what, what's there? Who am I? Like learning how to even just do daily pleasure things like, oh, do I feel like reading or it's just the, everything for the last 13 years has just felt focused on completing a task on a daily basis or achieving a goal or being present for someone else. So this idea of slowing down and turning in, turning inward or developing more of an inner life, I think. It's all blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and would you say, like, maybe this is a vulnerable question, but it is a vulnerable topic. In your fear of stillness, were there experiences that you had had previously that made you scared of stillness? Or was it more of the unknown? No, there's there's um, history to the There's, yeah, there's history there. Yeah. So I... I uh, much higher anxiety when things slow down. Like I have a history of really not liking Sundays because mm. Sundays feel like life kind of stops in a lot of ways. Everything's slowed down and you, there's there's yeah. not the same structure. Like it, it, the wide open spaces 
have historically been more difficult for me. I'm, I've got that over-controlled temperament where I like the structure. Monday mornings, I, I actually kind of, I like the whole getting back into the routine kind mm-hmm. of experience. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, anxiety and um, probably stillness, that's when things haven't gone as well in my life. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, thank you for naming those things because I think that that's a really important part of tackling maybe a, a drive toward productivity is to think about the fear of what's in the what's in the absence of that like what's the black hole what's mm-hmm. the abyss what's happening on the other side without those things that because I, I think that that's the question that a lot of people maybe need to ask when when they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing right that there's something that they're pushing away from in some ways that needs maybe some care and attention. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually just finding myself really enjoying hearing you talk about this again and being like attuned to you in this way. Um, so interestingly on the stillness front, like, so I was the one that suggested (laughs) the doing the mini sabbatical. It's interesting because my barrier was a little different in that I was, I've been, I craved the stillness. I craved the time, the the time away from being in leadership and the kind of being on, but what I realize of why to kind of I, I use the term term restriction a lot because I feel like that's a good framework for my own history with my eating disorder, but also other forms of restriction. And I think I had seen this pattern of restricting myself from regular vacation because my barrier was not wanting to impact people and not wanting to, in this case, like to also not wanting to impact Julian Lexi and my relational desires were trumping my own personal needs. I think for the seven years, I was just not taking very much time away from work. I, I noticed in my own therapy that I had, where I've worked really hard to not be as driven by my impact on other people um, and feeling more secure in my relationships has been like a huge part of my healing journey. And so the more secure I was feeling in all my relationships, including with Julie and Lexi, I was able to bring forth that advocacy to like, I I think I need a break. So that's been massive for me and my process with it. So my month away, it was like indulging in the craving and it very much felt that way uh, around not leading. So, and I think I had a similar mentality of like, just follow what I desire and allow that to be. And, uh, you know, it was August, but I still kept my childcare. And so I had even kind of thought of some of the things I might want to do, but everything was, you know, I, everything was cancelable. Like I didn't have to do things if I didn't want to in the moment. And I felt, found myself just like, I really enjoyed indulging and all that and indulgence you know used to be like a for like a cuss word in my in my previous life of or like earlier in my life where that would have been so bad and so guilt-inducing and so it just feels like almost this other layer of recovery of being able to follow pleasure follow indulgence I'm totally aware of the privilege right aspect of this right like that i have the privilege to have the opportunity to, to do that so it's a very privileged position and I do have the privilege. And so to not be restrictive, essentially, in that month. So that's how I would kind of share about it coming off of how and was, how it ties into Was Lexi's. the indulgence easy? Yes. Yes. That's great. That's yes, great. it was. And I think, I mean, again, it was like an expression of my the work I've done, right? Yeah. Like, because I think I didn't have to battle guilt. Mm-hmm. 
again, it felt like a expression of it is like, it is okay to care and love for myself in this. And that really does is like loving to other people Mm -hmm. that is loving to my family. That is loving to um, my employee, you know, like people at Opal. It is loving to Julian Lexie. I, that's where I did the artist way. We've talked about that yes. before, but I, that was one of my practices in the sabbatical. And that was really incredible to have that little bit of structure and to have some guidance around my interior work. But yeah, I think just being off of the being leading and being, yeah, was a huge. Yeah. I mean, the way you keep using the word leading and not having to be a leader and you keep using that word. And and I, I assume that that was a big part of that or of this experience for all three of you. But the way that you've been putting it, Kara, has made me kind of think about just the the role that anyone plays in their life, particularly around work. Like we take on that one part of self for five days of the week (laughs) like and that's the part that runs the show and for the three of you that's been leader or therapist or nutritionist dietitian (laughs) I was gonna say nutrition director executive director like all these roles right that are the main ones that you play and then that can be a really large part of identity to have that part of you like driving the car of your life and being the main one that needs to be functioning well whereas all these other parts that Mm -hmm. actually have other instincts and other needs don't get any space and so to take the like leader out of kind of the repertoire of different Mm -hmm. parts of self that you get to sort of like honor in a day is a pretty cool thing totally see what else happens yeah and it's cool to hear you say that it was really easy for you to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm an I'm an introvert, like not that that does everything, but the the le- the constant leading. I had gotten weary around that. Yeah, it's really different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Opal, you know, is just intense. It's like you're you're on, yeah, it, it's very relationally heavy in the um sense of the amount of relational interaction is high high high. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Julie, I want to hear about your time as well what your hopes were going in and Mm. what it wound up looking like. Yeah, I I would say that my hope was that I would, uh, I I remember one of my first days I said something to somebody that was a a quote from a local Seattle pastor actually that said, um, what is it like to get your coffee with room? To order your coffee with room. And that's what I wanted my sabbatical to feel like Mm. is to like, I don't even get coffee, but um, <laughs> um, but I wanted my days to feel like that. Like, oh, there's just room, which means that I can like pause and literally smell the flowers, which is something that I loved love doing and did notice doing, you know. But also just pause to like notice the things around me and decide to make that turn to go there instead of maybe the path I was having to or directing myself towards. So I really did enjoy that. I I think my reflection often was that I didn't see dramatic changes in my temperament or in who I am or like even my day-to-day behavior. In some ways, I take that as like a, a good thing. Like, wow, like I am, I'm, I'm like funk, I like the way that I live my life. It's not like crazily different and doesn't, when I'm having space, that I like am a dramatically different person or I need something dramatically different in my life right. in comparison to what my life is. And that felt like felt encouraging and comforting to me. It also helped me see the things that I don't love about maybe some of my behavior or some of my situational 
you know, stuff in my life that I I couldn't quote unquote blame on my career or blame on my high responsibility, right? Like the thing yeah. that because of where I what I have to hold in my life, it's an easy scapegoat. <laughs> it's an easy scapegoat that like, you know, well, of course you would say that or behave that way with your kids or with your husband or because you did X, Y, and Z today and had all this stuff that you did. Well, guess what? Like <laughs> when I did zero that was like meaningful or con- contributing to the world, um, <laughs> I still behave and act that way with my husband and my kids. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that honestly, it felt good. It yes. was like honest. And that was like, okay, the root mm-hmm. of this issue is <laughs> me. <laughs> so that's that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. Totally. So it was, that was good. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I've had that experience even like going from being y'all's employee to working for myself and noticing like, okay, what was, what was sort of the tension of, of like sort of a structure that wasn't working for me anymore? And, and okay, and now I'm doing this thing that fits and I've created this schedule for myself. And then what's like my fault? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not to say it that, I mean, that sounds yeah. harsh, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, like what's actually my personality cool. and like, yeah. I, okay, that's just something I need to buckle down and work on. <laughs> like, that's just not going well, no mm-hmm. matter where I am and what I'm doing for work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's me. <laughs> I hear in it again, like the, clari- the clarity. Yeah. Clarity mm-hmm. from Lexi, clarity, right? right? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, you're... Rem- it is. Yeah, it gives yeah. you more of a yeah. sense of where mm-hmm. something's being sourced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But there's no sort of like thing to, to blame it on mm-hmm. or explain it away with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the the rest for me came that the, the amount of input <laughs> was significantly less. And that's where my rest came mm. was. And, and therefore, I could be following what I wanted to do or just feel more grounded in me and like what I believe about something or how what I think about something. So I think that's something as I come back to is just like how I can allow the input to like not feel reactionary to the input mm-hmm. and allow myself to give myself the space that I might need if I'm feeling like there's too much to say, I need some things, <laughs> I need some time to think about that versus mm-hmm. my my instinct is to jump up, do it, respond with my like gut or what somebody's asking me to do. Yeah. That was a very clear contrast is the amount of input was... And I mean, obviously, you get in a sabbatical, at least I chose what kind of input I wanted, right? So it's like, oh, I could read and that would be my input versus choosing to be in a highly social environment and that kind of input. You know, I was just like so much more control over Mm -hmm. the source of input. I'm curious about, you know, the the thought was the thought was posed earlier that this was something that you guys were going to do and you're aware that hopefully in taking care of yourselves and getting to have this space for your own inner worlds during these times that it would seep in to your work life both on behalf of sort of the culture of Opal for the clients but then also I would imagine for employees too how has the time shifted any perspective on on those categories one of the things that happened right when I get got back from sabbatical, like the the reason there was a gap between our two sabbaticals, me and Lexi and Julie's, is that in the middle of that we had a construction project and yeah. expanded really big one <laughs> kitchen renovation a kitchen re- so one of the most Which stressful is the biggest times project we've had yeah at Opal and if, Opal if someone doesn't understand the implications of that like it's an eating disorder clinic where people are learning to eat 
again. And everything revolves around the kitchen. Right. I had three meals, two snacks a day. Everything. And our kitchen was shut down (laughs) to get remodeled. And we had them have a makeshift kitchen in the dining room with no running, no running water, (laughs) no ovens. So I came back from my sabbatical with demo happening, (laughs) demolition happening, which was a surprise. We thought that we, (laughs) our understanding is that the remodel was going to be starting in November. And I got back, you know, after my August one and the demo had occurred. Thankfully, Julie gave me the heads up before I came back and that that was happening. So I would be totally shocked. So needless to say, it was a a pretty, you know, major contrast in my experience coming off of, of that month to be in, um, in demo and they had already met with like the architect about some decisions for fixtures. So it was, it was like already like it was in motion. And I remember those early few weeks being very like kind of protective of these things, these like practices I wanted to keep in my life, even though we were about to hit or we were hitting like an, like one of the most stressful times at Opal. And I was writing every morning I would say I was rigid around some of those practices because I I kind of knew that it was be really easy for those things to go away given what position we were in. And I did see like so much benefit of what those things were bringing into my life and then what they could bring into Opal's life. So it's been interesting to see that continual thing in the last however many months this has been 4 months. But I would I would say like yeah, I think I've kind of needed to have constant re-invitations to myself to keep those practices that are for myself. Because unlike Julie, I think there is more of a mismatch between some of my, some of the ways I would care for myself and the position I'm in, in the day-to-day at work. So I think I just have to keep on that around time by myself. So I've done Okay. I'd give myself a C plus, maybe a B minus. Has your awareness of that like shifted at all in terms of how you're like supervising people or how you're like seeing, I don't know, some, I remember at Opal, some clients are like, this is a really full schedule. Like I can't do this, you know, like does it, does it offer any sort of like window or empathy into oh I've always had empathy about it so it's never I've always like been aware and I've had empathy for my supervisees and for staff like I've always been attuned like that attunement's been there and so I think my own process though of being responsive to it has shifted for myself which then I don't know how much that's shifted in my um, caring for other people other because that, yeah, again, attunement and empathy have been there. So, and there's obviously just things like there are parts of this that we can't, we aren't going to be able to meet all of our own needs because of the demand of work. So, but I want to get, I get into those conversations with our, with my supervisees and try to problem solve. And I don't, I certainly don't hold judgment yeah. But then how do we make that work within the system and expectations still are there for what people need to be doing? And so, you know, it's still those conversations. But I think it was I think it's been really good for our staff to see us care for ourselves. I, I think we've got a lot of feedback around that. Really? So, yeah. And it seems like, Julie, we're in the early days here. But when I came back from sabbatical, I I had f- three or four main job responsibilities, big job responsibilities big, yeah. that I was saying that I needed to offload yeah. in order to have a different work experience. Mm-hmm. And so that that those decisions I am feeling and it's 
you know, I feel like I've been saying like, I feel like I'm, it's a little bit of a retirement feeling, even though I'm working full time. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit back to balance. Yeah, it just it just is different. It just feels different, and it, and it it didn't feel different during the remodel. It was very really stressful. But like this week, for example, I have all this space, and I'm not doing. I mean, I I had to let go of a lot of things that I love. It's been a kind of a sad grief kind of process I've but I know that it's important to slow down and so that means letting go of I think that's something that we battle is just it when you slow down you have to let go of yeah like prized moments that you've had over the years and you know I've let go of a lot of clinical work and leadership responsibilities and kind of found myself honestly in a place of more stillness at work and not knowing, sort of not knowing, who, wait, what? what is my role? Who am I here? How can I be um, impactful? What's my usefulness? Sometimes I'm in meetings, I'm like, what What am I doing here? Why am I in this room right now? And it all started because of that time off. That's impacted me to watch you do that, to watch you be willing to grieve something and say good, like let go of something in order to be have more stillness at work has been impactful and I, I still have growth to do in that. I know. I think we all love what we do in if you look at what we do, but then if it's not working too, then it's just hard. It's really hard to make those decisions yeah. of saying goodbye to things. Yeah. I found a lot. Yeah. Encouragement yesterday, just to at least have that similar feeling of like, okay, wait, if I'm not doing that and having you state that similar experience of like, yeah, why were we in that meeting? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. We shouldn't have been. Anyways, so it's, yeah. It feels a little like we're put out to pasture in the back, in the back, um, <laughs> in the back hallway because we moved oh, at the yeah. same time yeah. too. We moved to the other side. So now yeah. we're, we're away from all of the clinical I just it feels like I've said it's like an assisted living wing yes, or something. Oh living my wing. gosh! <laughs> what? That's that's. It just are there feels other like back there. With yes, you there are that don't feel like living. they're in assisted but it's, living. It's probably. so quiet. It's Nothing's. Quieter, ha- yeah. It's really quiet. Not much happens. You know, it's like the floor. The stimulation is <laughs> yeah. Stimulation is lower. Yeah, much. It just feels like life slowed down, like what I would imagine retirement yeah. looking like <laughs> more. <laughs> but I think it was so not my experience. <laughs> there's, like, there's still like 10 hours of treatment that happened in that group room. It's right next I to my know. office. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, working yeah, hard, yeah, but it's just yeah. not this like sti- that like intensive yeah. stimuli. It, it was just like, right in the, the middle kitchen. of And Lexi's Grand Central office Station. used to be the one ex- right next to the kitchen, everybody. Yeah. So she had the. So yeah, all of a sudden, it's just complete. Yeah. stillness in my office and sometimes it's kind of lonely over there and yeah. yeah it's just very very different than it was pre-sabbatical yeah mm. yeah so it's yeah, kind of this question of how do we stay relevant you know what's <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and it's yeah as business leader as like we started this company so we had particular roles and then it's grown and changed and so there's like structural organizational things that we've never approached before mm-hmm. and that's we're trying to what do what do people do? <laughs> what do, they do? If you're not the like acting working partner, kind of like that's mm-hmm. the like where where are the roles and what's the impact still going to be? Yeah. So yeah, there's wow. a lot of grief in leaving that. 
I think that's part of what what we're talking about, right? Totally. Is the perspective taking. Totally. You know, like that that time off gave us this look at life outside of this, you know, intense stimuli input yeah. zone, you know, and what what is what is life really about? Kind totally. of connecting mm-hmm. connecting more with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and for those listeners that aren't going to take a sabbatical, I know that most of us won't. I think that that is maybe just an encouraging thought in general. Like what what in life could offer some sort of perspective shift for you, even if it's something that is an hour? Like I know when I've been stressed out, an hour sounds like forever. And getting my cortisol level down to even enjoy that hour is really, really hard. But I think that just knowing that you can learn so much with that kind of built-in space, if it's something that you can lean into, is so important, whether that's like – I don't I know people say that like 15 minutes of meditation or 5 minutes of meditation or one even a day can make such a difference in in life but also this is something an idea from the um the artist way again but there's an idea in there of like going on artist dates mm-hmm. that are just supposed to be something that is about indulging your curiosity and your inspiration and your whimsy right and it doesn't have to be something for an artist where you just go, what is the thing that like brings me to life a little bit? Can I just go to the art store and buy like a pack of markers? Or do I want to go to this really cool grocery store and buy like one ingredient that I normally would never buy? Or what, you know, just moments like that mm-hmm. sound like mm-hmm. <laughs> little small things that mm-hmm. could be like a perspective shift or like building in a little bit more space or. And I would say like, like that. something that's realistic too is just like, what if the 20 minutes you're just kind of on your phone that. Or like the 10 minutes. Like that that feels yeah. like a place that a lot of people, it's, you know, a lot of us are in of just using our phones as the in-between time. Totally. The kind of distraction of the in-between. And so what if one time the phone wasn't the distraction time and you, it was a yeah. look inside of like, hmm, what am I even, what's interesting to me right now? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What do yeah. I even, what am I even thinking about? What do yep. I feel? I think technology is a place where we can change those habits too. Because mm-hmm. I know that I think all of us did that removed our email from our phone during the sabbatical and I haven't put mine back on. Nice. And I'm like noticing it was one thing to be doing that when I wasn't having to have that input. But now I'm like, oh, even just for the two nights of like, wait, but uh, is this okay that I didn't get that email? Is that all right? Like I'm just trying to take that in. But that's something that I think is a practical like – yeah. Do you, you know, within as a listener, it's like, what do you have to have access to things from work outside of work hours? I don't know what's expected of you in your work culture. But like, I think that's an interesting it's been an interesting two days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. For me. Yeah. I I remember in our self-inquiry episode, I was talking a little bit about about um, technology as well and think what I said, (laughs) I don't remember, maybe I have new thoughts about this now, was that one of the questions that I'm trying to ask is like, what am I avoiding in my life when I am doing this, Mm -hmm. when I'm just tuning out? Because I could do that for large portions of the day if I had the hours to do that. Like I would, I could just tune out. Um, And what is it about my life that I'm maybe wanting to numb out or things that I don't want to look at or places that I don't want to sort of become more active or enlivened even. But it reminds me of your question, Lexi, around like the stillness. And I would imagine that for everybody in life, there's some pocket of stillness or silence that they would rather not go near, Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether that is conscious or unconscious. And 
it can be hard to do that. But if you're aware of that pocket being there and whether it's, yeah, 10 minutes where you do something different with your phone or set it aside and stare out the window even, there can be a lot of benefit in asking some new questions of yourself or letting your brain wander instead of focusing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Non-productivity is productive. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes. Very important. (laughs) We'd love to know how you received this conversation today. Any places of inspiration or questions that you have, um, you can always reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at Opal Food and Body. And if you want to learn more about our programming and events, make sure you go to opalfoodandbody.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope that you subscribe so you're up to date on our newest releases. Thank you to Daniel Gunther at Jackstraw Cultural Center for sound engineering, to Aaron Davidson for the Appetites original music, and to Hans Anderson for editing. Join us next time.